0: Great man. Auto Press episode major week who knows what number we're at
1: episode major week yeah (laughs) 14 i'm not real sure what we count the time of year and stuff because that was two parts but
0: i'm I'm feeling more pressure this week i mean we got to show up
1: yeah we're like we're like uh we're like tiger this
0: week yeah gotta show up yeah i mean we've we kind of took the valero texas off not gonna lie well
1: we did as far as like Picking the winner picking. and all that. We didn't we didn't, didn't, even,
0: we didn't even have Cal's lock through the week. Well, that's Cal's fault.
1: Still we we didn't push much for it. Right, but he's he's kind of fallen off the wayside. He just
0: died. But this this is the first major since auto press was invented. Exactly. Started, invented, whatever. Invented. Uh, recorded.
1: We invented this out of thin air.
0: Yeah. Thin air. That's right, yogi.
1: Well, Um, I mean, we got the masters this week. I don't, well, we can talk about the Valera real quick and just point out that back when we were, before we kind of got into some audio issues that we, we finally got figured out. You had emailed Corey Connors about coming on. Yeah.
0: Corey played the Monroe like four or five years in a row, became a friend of mine. He's from Ontario, Canada. And, uh. He was more than willing to be a guest, and we just kind of dropped the ball following up because we were still figuring out how to uh, get people on here.
1: Yeah, we were still working through how to get the phone to work and where we could interview people. So
0: we'll hopefully... Get, we'll, we'll get him back. He's he's responsive. I mean, he's not Bryson DeChambeau now where you can't, can't get access to him. He'll come back.
1: Yeah, so he won the Valero Texas Open, which, I mean... Crazy Monday qualified. Got in. Yeah. Uh, story on him. He Monday qualifies. He she he shoots. I think sixty eight. Which uh, Roland Thatcher last week Monday qualified mm-hmm. with a sixty five. Corey Conner shot sixty eight. Gets in a six for one playoff. Uh, I saw where he or I read where he made a thirty footer on the last hole to get in that playoff. Wins the playoff. Gets in the golf tournament and goes and wins. And now he's in the Masters.
0: Yeah. I, I I mean it's it's the only opportunity to really Monday qualify for the Masters is to do <laughs> right. what he did yeah if I mean you look back at it
1: that that's amazing
0: what I don't understand about it though he's 66 in the FedEx Cup going into that week How is he not uh in the field to begin with
1: yeah I don't I don't know all the ins and outs mm-hmm. on that
0: there's a uh a friend of ours uh Lee Caudell. I don't know if you know Lee. he he plays over the orchard a lot but he caddies mm-hmm. in the web a little bit. Um, caddied for an Auburn guy last week, Michael A. He's usually up to date with all the tour status stuff, so I'd like to hear from him maybe if he can offer insight why Corey Connors wasn't in the field to begin with. I mean, it it's, it wasn't like a Bay Hill or anything like that. There, you'd think 66 in the but FedEx there, Cup would get you in.
1: But there's something he got in earlier in the year, and he, I think he Monday qualified, and he wasn't. He's not a
0: tour member. He had he had a one twenty five to one fifty status.
1: Oh well, then I don't know. That's
0: where he is. Never mind. He's conditional or one twenty six, whatever. He didn't make the playoffs last year.
1: Okay, so I don't know why he wouldn't. or I yeah, don't know. He, it's not like
0: it's not like when Speed was playing under seven exemptions, and was making the FedEx Cup pointless or whatever. He's got status. He was in these events because of that. Oh so, well,
1: I guess they hadn't gotten.
0: His you know, number's not, not going. I, maybe they don't get reshuffled in that category. I don't I don't know. He's fine now. and playing It doesn't, in, doesn't matter for the next couple years. Playing his second Masters. Yeah. And a lot of people didn't realize that, that. They were talking during the telecast. I don't know if you noticed, or maybe on Twitter. They kept thinking that was his first Masters, but he played as an amateur. Lost in the uh, finals to Gun Yang. Okay. Um, I don't know if you remember that name. I do? Yeah. So... He's been there before. Um, fun to watch the emotions going through with his family is is I guess new what do you call it when you first get married? His wife? Well yeah, his wife, but newlyweds. There you go. <laughs> newlyweds. Okay. He's a newlyweds. I didn't weeds. know what you were searching yeah, for whatever. there. Yeah. <laughs> different anyway. different terms for me, but she got a lot of press. She was fun to uh see on there. It was a a fun little Sunday for sure and
1: and I saw the the Texas Open hooked him up, flew him private to Augusta, him and his wife and uh, one other person, and had them housing and everything lined up. So I'm sure the Texas Open is prepared for something like that in case you get a guy that wins. Mm-hmm. A couple of years ago, I remember Johnson Wagner winning, but that was when it was Houston, but winning the week before and getting in the Masters.
0: Gotcha. They flew him over. And they flew him over, put him up. Next. I mean
1: I think they have something arranged
0: how do they figure that out I mean brendan played in augusta when they were going down there did he stay in a hotel or did he rent a house
1: no they stayed in a house friends of my parents that happened to live a mile or so away and they
0: did they just offer it a- up
1: I'm not real sure how it all came together but a lot of times the a lot of times the agents get involved and Know people and different houses to rent, or they may have rented it for a, a player the week before, uh, the year before. I mean, I think the agents have a lot of contacts on where like, the players can stay.
0: The average hotel room in Augusta is probably like four, five hundred bucks a night. So these guys, so I'm like, sure it's expensive. Like, like, is there a deal for these guys that are in the tournament? Like, what about uh, Kevin O'Connell, who's a mid-am? How? I and know. I I don't know his financial situation, but, um, it, well he's in the crow's nest I guess. But you get some of these people, they have no other option but to rent a house, and I got to imagine it's twenty five to three grand.
1: I think most of those guys that are yeah. in houses are okay. They're in the WDCs, whatever. Top
0: fifty in the world.
1: Yeah, they've won. They're okay. That's true. That's true. But I think.
0: To your question, What about the caddies, though? Like, are, Is oh, that just I a week know. where they're staying? I don't know. A lot of questions I've got for all that. You need to have somebody on to ask them. Yeah. We'll work on that. <laughs> <laughs> we were supposed to have Kevin O'Connell, the uh, mid-am champ. And yeah,
1: it just kind of fell through.
0: Just fell through. Um, he's had a busy couple weeks. Been over there grinding. The weather in Georgia has been a little iffy. So a couple of times when we we're supposed to talk to him, he actually rescheduled to go go play Augusta. And what we were we supposed to do? Say, hey, why don't you push that tea time back a little bit and spend thirty minutes on our booming show here? That's right.
1: Yeah. <laughs> uh, whatever. So anyway, to move on to the Masters, um, what you did you watch any of the the women's event that got a lot of run on Saturday? No, Saturday. I,
0: I missed it all. I I've been out of town for a few days and just. Didn't get a chance to tune in. I saw the
1: last few holes and it was actually pretty exciting. Jennifer Cupcho played the last six holes, five under to win by two over um, Maria Fasani, Fassi from Arkansas. Pretty exciting. And I think a lot of people were probably excited just to see the golf course and mm-hmm. um, see that. It's just an, it's an, Odd thing. So they played two rounds at Champions Retreat, which were Wednesday, Thursday. Friday is a practice round at Augusta. And then Saturday is.
0: And the practice round for all the girls. It's not just the ones that make the cut.
1: No, I think it no, was. No, if,
0: if you play in the Augusta Women's National Amateur, you get to play.
1: That Friday? That
0: Friday, no matter what. Really? Mm-hmm. Well, I don't no, know. I that. Could, somebody told me this. I could be wrong. Well. You sounded,
1: been... you sounded pretty confident well, when you started this.
0: It would make sense because they build it up to be this whole Augusta thing. They're getting to play Augusta. And you got, what, 85 girls that start out at Champions Retreat? Uh, I don't Some, know. That's somewhere around sounds. there. They bring it down to 30, I think. Yeah. I'm I'm almost positive they all get to play a practice round.
1: But So what's your take on the whole thing? Is that... The women, whole women's thing, good, bad,
0: uh, yeah, not bad. It's not bad. It's not bad. It's it's a publicity publicity stunt. Um, yeah, it's not a real tournament. I mean,
1: the the like, funny like, thing
0: is, is that could you imagine playing two rounds and being like, "All right, you get a day off. You're gonna go practice at this course. You're playing the next day." I'd be like, what, the what the funny making? thing to me
1: about Augusta is. They're they're acting like this is this huge thing that that they're breaking through and yeah. promoting. Does Augusta realize that they're the ones that had the wall up to begin with? Right. And so now they're patting themselves on the back for being like, Oh, this is great. Right. It's Yeah. I mean, it's just a weird thing. I think it's great for the women's game. I think it's it's awesome. But for Augusta to act like it's just this breakthrough and this milestone and Like it's their whole idea. One of them said it was the greatest, you know, a profound day for the history of women's golf. But they're doing it because Augusta was the one that had the wall up to begin with. I mean, it's just—I think it's a great event. I really do. I just think it's weird that.
0: No, I think it's fantastic.
1: going around patting themselves on the back at what a great thing it is that they did.
0: Right. And there's not a lot of women's events, I don't feel like. I mean, the men have the dogwood and the western and northeast well, Monroe. Don't get the, uh,
1: we don't pay attention to them as much.
0: I, I I don't feel like there's that many for the women. I, yeah, you're right. We don't pay attention. I, the women's Porter Cup started a couple of years ago, but uh, it was a great idea. I think that they've missed a couple of things. From the foundation for it, I think that they could do better off in a week in the fall, maybe. Um, don't throw it right in the middle of the college season. There were a number. Well, of...
1: and for the women, it went up against a women's major that yeah. you know, a lot yeah, yeah, more yeah, yeah. a lot more amateur women get into majors than.
0: So so we're up against the Anna Inspiration mm. <laughs> during the Augusta National Women's Amateur. <laughs> Like that's like putting the U.S. Women's Amateur against the U.S. Women's Open. Augusta National does not care. No, they don't. They, they, they're like, here's a one day you can come play the course, or the gates will be open. We 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 got it set up.
1: Yeah. So let's move on to a different event over there that was on Sunday. What's your take on the drive, chip, and putt? <laughs>
0: You mean to start with mine? oh well, I. You mean to start? I'm, I'm working not to talk about my living on the podcast as much, but
1: you don't have to do this,
0: But there was a gentleman once that I talked to about junior golf, and he told me that he almost made it to Augusta for the drive chip and putt. And he said, "You know," I said, "Yeah, what what held you back?" He goes, "I was just a drive and a chip away." i go what what else is there i mean but <laughs> yeah so you made the 25 footer and shanked a drive and sculled the chip <laughs> just another thing
1: with augusta i said this somewhere else and this i'll probably take flag for this that event is garbage
0: it would be great for the kids only. It is a circus. It, it is be, a
1: sideshow circus.
0: It would be cool. Bring the kids all in on a bus. Let's see them do it. Keep the dads, the parents away. I mean, okay, let's keep it nine and under. Yeah, there, there Ten we 10 and under. Yeah. You shouldn't have 15 year olds out there. 14 and 15 yeah. year olds hitting a drive
1: and a chip and a putt. Like, mm-hmm. who cares? Go play golf. Right. If you want to have these kids out there
0: mm-hmm. and have this great event,
1: Go play nine holes.
0: But these, these parents are out there acting like they're actually doing something by hitting three shots. It is two drives, which they
1: take the best drive. Mm-hmm. Two chips, they add up the distance. And putting, it's the total distance on the putt. It doesn't matter. Like, yeah, there's, there's no
0: points. The worst is the announcers. They, they keep going through the whole, how great is this? We've got little Jimmy down here hitting a drive. He would never get this opportunity anywhere else. It's just unbelievable that we've Ooh, got
1: national champion, fourteen year old, fourteen year old putt. He, he had a
0: two hundred and thirty six yards in the regional, <laughs> chipped it to four and a half feet, and made the twelve footer. And the thing is, he's going places. I don't know Jimmy. how
1: many kids they have trying to qualify, <laughs> but like they put Too up the, the map. Yeah, I mean, in the courses they go to, like it's whistling straights and TPC Sawgrass and the honors course in Chattanooga those were all the I think they have a local sub-regional and a regional well Peep,
0: I mean, Peep, Peep Peeps brings that Addison to it His yeah daughter, but I talked to Peeps about it and he's like nah I mean yeah but they the, the kids love it is what I was but getting with that even
1: Addison who is a a good golfer I talked to peeps about it and he's like she's like
0: eh, I mean they're better off doing the US kids stuff yeah go play golf they get to go play Piners for the US kids and think about the parents so
1: if if you have somebody from Gainesville and they go they do the local and then the sub-regional and then the regional they have to go to TPC Sawgrass and stay there for two nights to try to do a drive chip and putt. <laughs> it just whatever I think it's garbage
0: I, I'm I'm not I'm not too far away, and I mean I only think it
1: started four or five years ago. I was going to like,
0: say like 14. I thought it was pretty cool starting out. Now
1: I just I watched some of it Sunday morning, and it's just I mean like there's one kid who's 12, and they're like this is his third time playing. I'm like so is he a good golfer? Or is he good <laughs> no, he, at
0: the skills yeah. game? This is he's a long drive champ and a good pitcher.
1: Ah, whatever. I'm out on. I that. remember
0: the first year I was actually in uh, Columbus, Georgia for the Haskins Four Ball with, yeah. Tim, with Tim Spitz, and it was on in the approach in the uh, clubhouse. We had a rain delay the final round, and all these people were gathering around it. And I was just like, "This is it's worse than the par three contest for what the par three contest has turned into." I can't wait to watch the par three contest tomorrow. You're you're not on Tommy Aaron's side. No, because they set up the pins where everybody makes hole in ones. Yeah, but it's a bunch of jack holes like <laughs> hitting it. And, and the way that the announcement, I mean, maybe put it on mute. I don't know. <laughs> so we can I'd, I'd rather watch Tiger Woods Grocery Shop.
1: So we can put the par three contest as not your favorite master's memory.
0: The par three contest, I think, is a great idea, but. When you get Jack and Tom Watson and Gary Player up there holding hands and putting their arms around each other and whoo and just whatever, and then the grand—it's a, it, a
1: special place, JP.
0: Yeah, I I want to watch guys nip wedges and actually compete. Okay, well, speaking of actually competing,
1: I mean the tournament's starting Thursday. The current betting favorite right now is
0: Rory McIlroy at eight to one. Eight to one—that's. Uh, that's tough to go with, to be honest. I mean, even
1: is, I mean, you've been talking about it since January. Yeah,
0: but I mean, you don't put, want a don on on Rory. Uh,
1: I, I wouldn't lay it. No, I saw tonight that somebody put a eighty five thousand dollars bet on Tiger to win. What's he at? Fourteen to one. Dang.
0: Eighty five thousand dollars. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Who? God, I don't know.
0: That guy does not like money. <laughs> I mean, he must just be like, what are some good ways to just light money on fire?
1: Well, I thought you were going to... you
0: not all in on... I'm all in on Rory. I've been with Rory all year. You um, usually have pretty strong favorites, I guess. I mean, I'll ride different teams throughout the years. I, I root for LeBron, Tiger, Rory. I Le- mean, oh, yeah, LeBron's the greatest basketball player of all time.
1: LeBron.
0: We're not going to. But... I think, uh, I think this is Rory's turn, and he, he, you look at his past results and how he keeps learning, and I really like the schedule he's taken this year where he's kind of stayed over in America a lot more. He's won here already. Um, I think he knows how to handle himself there. It's it's hard to peak at the right time, but I, I don't feel like he ever stops peaking. Does that make sense? Yeah. I mean, he's he's been
1: playing well for a long time. I yeah. mean, we had that discussion a month or so ago about how he hadn't closed. And then the next week he goes and closed out at the players. So let's run through a couple of guys. So, you, well, so
0: it's so hard to pick a winner in a golf tournament. And it I was, is, it's way easier to be like, this guy's going to play well. Right. You know? Like we're not doing a head to head type thing. We're not saying Rory's beating DJ. Um, Picking a winner is a very difficult thing to do, and it's not a very profitable thing, I don't think either.
1: No, it's very
0: hard to. And I think
1: even in Tommy Aaron, when we talked to him, he's like, "It's really hard to pick a
0: winner." But with that being said, do you think the Masters is the easiest place to pick a winner compared to other tournaments? Uh, yes, I mean you, you've got, you know, you've got the field, with
1: what have we got, 87, Norris, 87, 87 players, guys, and you can throw out. A lot of those guys.
0: Ian Woosnam, Freddie's not going to win, Bernard Longer's not going to win. And then all the amateurs. Fuzzy Zeller. One of the amateurs, I think. I mean, it's it's kind of the year of the amateurs, and I want to get into this later, but Victor Hovland. Okay, but he's not going to win. Hmm. You know? (laughs) Why not? Okay. (laughs) I'm not saying he's going to, but I wouldn't just... We've had amateurs compete here. I mean... Kucher competed here. Didn't Spencer Levine do all right? Or was that the U.S. Open? He did all right.
1: That was the U.S. Open.
0: But, I mean, we've, we've had a lot of amateurs. Ryan Ward did pretty well. Finished in the top 20, I feel like. Yes. But the point is, yeah. you can throw out, out
1: of the 87 people, 40 guys, 40 of them probably aren't
0: going to win. Immediately.
1: Right. But uh, let's just run through a few of them. Yeah, yeah. And this is easier to say, well he can win. But Rory so the odds Rory seven to one, Dustin ten to one, Rose twelve to one, Tiger 14 to one, uh John Rom, Justin Thomas and Speed, John Rom, Thomas, Speed and Fowler are all sixteen to one. Uh Fleetwood and Molinari are twenty to one. Kepka, Day, Bubba, DeChambeau are all twenty
0: five to one. How does Kepka drop that far back? He's one won last two majors. Yeah, right. And we're we're throwing him behind speed who hasn't contended in eighteen months. I mean, some of these are shaded on you know, obviously who they
1: think are gonna draw money on. Tiger, in my opinion, Tiger should not be fourteen to one.
0: Tiger shouldn't be ahead of He should probably be like two 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 or three to one.
1: <laughs> no, like twenty eight or thirty to one.
0: Tiger's Tigers are going to
1: win. Tigers should not be ahead of John Rahm and Justin Thomas. Molinari?
0: How is Molinari 20 to 1? Tigers should be ahead of John Rahm. Okay.
1: I'll take John Rahm over Tiger Woods this week. Bet. Okay. But even, I mean, even somebody like Coocher is 40 to 1. That seems pretty high. Yeah, but, he he does pretty well at Augusta. But but again, this is betting on him to win the tournament, right? So, right. you know, Brendan was he when he was on talked about Xander Shoffley. He said his, that was his pick for the Masters. He's forty to one. He's not a guy you'd think of at all. Um, and then you get down to, um, I mean Stenson, Reed, Sergio, Cantley. Kisner sixty to one. Um,
0: Kisner is probably worse than that. He he told a uh, one podcast that he has no z- zero chance of winning at Augusta.
1: Nah, I just think.
0: I, well, I mean, again,
1: I think he could play well. Uh, you know, you're right. It's hard to hard to pick a winner. But
0: mm-hmm. I don't know. It's kind of silly golf betting. How people actually expect you to pick a winner, and the odds, I think aren't in the better's favor well the the odds are never in the better's favor but to have somebody at like seven to one to win a golf tournament where there's 87 players playing that's that's crazy nuts like he's got a better chance of getting hit by a bus tomorrow than winning the tournament probably i don't go that far
1: but no but i'm i'm with you you've played enough golf and i've played enough golf to know Winning golf tournaments is really hard, and a lot of very, stuff has very very rare,
0: very rare.
1: And you're getting seven to one odds on a guy like Rory who's the favorite. Which, Rory, which obviously Rory probably does have the best chance of anybody, but still, so many things have to go right,
0: right, to win a golf tournament. He he might get a he might get the pairing on the wrong end of the weather. Um, who knows? There's there's so many variables that happen to pick a winner is just not the way to go.
1: Well, we'll come back to that. Um, but we did have some some questions from some people and speaking of winners, who just in your recent memory, who is the most disappointing winner that you remember from
0: the Masters? Uh I've never liked bubble winning. Okay. Um He Point. Was, He was very disappointing for me. Anhel Cabrera was pretty boring. Okay, I, just, I was just kind of yeah. Like, he didn't win on tour other times, and not that it not not that it doesn't impress me that they don't win on tour, but like to just come in and win a major. He won two of them. He won. Did he win two Masters or just one? No, Masters? he lost in the playoff. He lost Adam in the Scott. playoff. So he won a Masters. He won the U.S. Open. I think those are his only tour wins. He
1: won the. Um... He won
0: the greens, the Greenbrier. He did just to but mess up his resume. It's just fluky, you know, and I, I don't like fluky winners. I um, agree, especially with majors. It's just kind of, I feel like those need to be pronounced people that have been out there and not, not that anybody on tour didn't earn their way, but guys that have really paved it out. And the one that
1: I saw this question, so I remember looking. I looked back. For me, uh nineteen ninety nine, Jose Maria Olathabal won for the second, second time. time. And I remember we had it recorded. We were coming back from the beach and you know, this is before we actually had to record we actually had to put a tape in and record it. And I watched it because Davis Love and Greg Norman were contending and it was those three out of Olathable, Davis Love and Norman were all up there. And I was so disappointed that Jose Maria Olathaba won because I would have loved for either of those other two to win. Right. And I remember that. also remember being there again in 1994. So I would have been 12. And Jose Maria Olathaba beat Tom Lehman. And Greg... uh, Sorry, Davis Love was up there as well. But um, I remember... Olafabu making a big putt on 15. So probably the two most disappointing ones that I remember are Jose Maria Olafabu.
0: Who was the one from this question? There, our Ponzi Dan. His was uh, Immelman. Immelman. Yeah. yeah, that wasn't that wasn't a great one. I don't feel like that was the worst. I feel like Immelman was a pretty strong player and. From, from Boston area. The great. One of the best swings ever. Yeah. His brother is uh, Mark a Markham a PJ Tour guy now. Um, I mean, not, He does like commentating.
1: There are a few disappointing ones, but looking back, there's some great ones. But when you look at the, the winners from 2000, it goes VJ, Tiger, Tiger, Mike Weir, Phil, Tiger, Phil. One of those kind of stands out. But Mike Weir beat Lynn Matisse in a
0: playoff. <laughs> I mean, so it's like that was a hack job playoff too. I remember that. Yeah, that was two thousand three. I'd I'd almost be more. Who's the most disappointing runner-up out of these these players going back? <laughs> what, well, I mean, what about Tom Kite in ninety-seven? He was runner-up to Tiger, I believe. Yeah, that doesn't even count. He was he was twelve behind. But, but still, that's that's pretty crazy. And then. Wasn't Jack, like, runner-up one year? Or right up right up in top five, like, 96, 97, 98, somewhere around there? In ni- So, in
1: 1998, when Jack was 58, he finished sixth.
0: He finished sixth to O'Mara? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Tiger won in 97. Mm-hmm. Jack beat him the next year in 98. Beat him. <laughs> 58 years old. Jack finished sixth.
0: Dang. Yeah, to O'Mara. I mean, so many good memories. I'll tell you what, is not... A winner that I really enjoyed. Oh, he won that. You remember and he won the PGA, that and the, 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 the British. Year. Oh, it was the British? British. Did he win the PJ? Just those. two? I
1: just think those two in the same year. Though. Not just those two, but. But what's
0: your
1: what's your favorite Masters memory that you remember watching or being there? Being there or watching. And it can't be seeing John Daly and the Hooters.
0: Why would you take that away from me?
1: well i just don't think that's a master's memory it's across that's the not street a master's
0: memory um master's memory for me uh pretty cool story and it doesn't go back to like anything in contention or anything but we were there on sunday when zach johnson won and uh jeff sluman made the cut that year jeff sluman grew up in rochester grew up with my dad my dad grew up um playing junior golf with him and getting the better hand of him most of the time to the point to where Je- Jeff Sleeman's dad nicknamed my dad, the great one. And we're standing <laughs> down there and it's my, my grandpa, my, my uncle, my brother and me We're on the ropes to the left of, uh, I think it was the left of five. They, they kind of walked down the hill on five and you can stand near the ropes. When Six, they... the par three. No. So four, you go past four in the par three and there's a spot where they go back to the T on fire. Oh, okay. I got you. And they're coming that way. So, like, then then they go up to the fairway. Yeah. Is that right? So, we're kind of standing down there, and my dad's like, watch this. I'll bet you comes over here. And I'll be damned if he doesn't leave that little mowing patch. And he walks over, and he's coming to shake my dad's hand. And my dad's standing there, and he's all proud. And he's like, yeah, here." he's looking at me my brother and my uncle like, yeah, Sunday at the Masters. He's got this look in his eyes like, yeah, this guy's coming to see me, you know? And, uh he sticks his hand out to shake hands with Sluman and he Sluman goes, great one. I didn't come to see here. I didn't come here to see you. I came over here to see your dad and grabbed my grandpa and shook his hand and gave him a little hug and kind of took off from there. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm sitting there and I'm like, what the this is Sunday. Like this guy's still playing. This isn't a practice round. And that was pretty cool that he came over there and did all that. And, it was uh, right at the start of my grandpa having a little battle with Alzheimer's, but for him it was still kind of neat, like, yeah, I got you there, John. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I don't have anything like that. We went, I've been plenty of times. For me, probably the the most memorable shot that I remember um, is Tiger's chip on 16 and 2005 on you know, when he's long and left of the green and chips it up there. Yeah. I mean, that just, I don't know that I'll ever forget him hitting that shot. When
0: when I was thinking about that question, too, I was thinking of things that stick out with the Masters, but to me, when I think about the Masters, that's a memory that I yeah. have for it. Oh, yeah. But as far as shots go or moments in the Masters, I think that's, in our generation at least, that shot on 16. Is... And, then, and then Phil from
1: the Pine Straw in uh, on 13 mm. was that
0: 2010
1: yeah I think that was 2010
0: yeah. he didn't make the putt though no but still that's just that was just a fill six iron from the pine straw you think that shot would be 10 times better if he had made the putt I mean everybody you're one of the few that actually remembers he didn't make the no putt. no that's not true that comes up all the time <laughs> I, I've seen it on like sports and like yeah if he only made the putt I promise you. Well, okay.
1: So, what, uh,
0: give me some of your favorite Masters traditions. Clearly the Champions Dinner, I think, is pretty cool. Yeah. I I have a good time. Actually, it's pretty simple this year. Did you see what it was? I thought it was, I don't like Patrick Reed. I thought it was a pretty good menu. It's good, but it's very easy, you know? Like bone and ribeye mac and cheese, cream and spinach. What would you What would you serve? I'd get uh, the guy from the Reef Grill down in Jupiter. Oh, and would everybody eat the flash fried? Yeah, everybody gets that fish. Fish. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the, 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 that's a good answer. The Bahamian style red snapper.
1: Oh, I like
0: it. Take it or leave it.
1: <laughs> yeah, there's an option. Mm-hmm. As, as Tommy told us, there's always an option for.
0: That's the best meal I'm ever gonna have. Can never top that. But I'm gonna make the I'm gonna I'm gonna make the dinner tomorrow night. I think that's my favorite tradition for sure. What do you Oh, you're gonna make the Reba? Yeah.
1: Oh, okay. Go to greens. You know? Yeah. Mac and cheese. Mm-hmm. I mean Mac Very simple, easy. but very I thought it was pretty good. No, it was it, it was it made sense. It'd be a lot better than the Pueblos we ate tonight.
0: Pueblo sucks. <laughs> It'd be better than that lamb stomach thing that Sandy Lyle served.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: What's your favorite tradition? I like the
1: um, I like the Champions Dinner. I think that's probably one of the one of the coolest things. I also think one of that they let the past champions come in we, we were talking about this tonight pretty much for as long as they want to keep playing and they A lot of times they pair them with with an amateur. Yeah. Um, I think the crow's nest thing's pretty awesome. Yeah. Um, I mean, they're just so many different things, but just how the pairings work out, and they always try to put, um, you know, past champions with decorated amateurs.
0: I like that they call the spectators patrons. Really? Yeah. Do you like
1: that they call it the second nine and the first nine? I didn't know they did that. They call it the second nine. Why? I don't know. I don't know why they call it the front and the back. They call it the first nine and the second nine. I don't like that. (laughs) It's just funny looking at some of the...
0: There's some other things. I mean...
1: I can tell you one of my least favorite things. I think I want to say this. I just... don't like the ceremonial tee shots Dude, on Thursday morning. I was going to say
0: that too, no. but I've already <laughs> bashed Jack playing the part three. And I'm like, how much further can I go with the, just hating old people? I, but, I don't, it's not old people. I just... I don't the like the whole idea so where they zoom in and it's just, how great is this? It, like, they do that again. Like they're, they're coming down and Gary Player's out there like swollen and doing push-ups and... So and like
1: Fred Ridley tries to muster a tear,
0: yeah.
1: And all
0: how I... all the nerds that are there around the tee box, they got like the ankle high socks. Yeah, the people who run golf shoes. If
1: you're gonna run in there and bust ass to get there on Thursday morning, I'm not running straight to number one tee so I can watch mm. Nicholas and Paul. I'm not Palmer. No. Oh God, <laughs> Nicholas. Player, I think it's Watson though, and I think you're right. Yeah, but I,
0: I just—I don't know how I know that. I just—I don't tune in. That is one of my. I got friends that love it. Lead. Like the, 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 we'll we'll be in a group chat during work on Thurs Thursday, and they'll be like, "Shot's about to happen." Shot. i like Who okay, cares? Cool. Like, is a range on? One of out. So go back
1: to one of my favorite ones which you and Tommy just hammered on. I kind of think the par three tournament is pretty cool.
0: I think it's a cool idea, but I think that it's kind of gotten more down the lines of that ceremonial tee shot. Well, th- because
1: I tell you when it changed, it's just when they put it on TV.
0: Yeah, the TV doesn't help
1: it. I don't ever remember it being on TV until maybe I remember when ESPN
0: picked up the tournament. I don't know what that was, but I I don't remember. It not I think being I saw something,
1: which it's hard for me to believe that. But I think this is going to be the 12th year that ESPN has had the coverage.
0: I'm pretty sure that's when it started. And so now... No. It, it, no? It had to Because I was in high school and I remember trying to scam a computer. I graduated high school in 05. On the par 3? Mm-hmm. And okay, I, so I used to remember trying to log in online to watch it. So you used to like it? I did. I used to think it was great. And it used to be fun. I mean, you, you would get those guys out there trying to play the par 3 course and but once now, tv
1: got involved they dictate a little bit on who played. like when yeah. when um Tommy which obviously Palmer's passed now but talking about Nicholas and Palmer and player all playing together
0: that's all for tv yeah they'd be putting the tea in the ground they're like have you ever seen anybody put a tea in the ground the way that Gary Player just did it and I'm sitting there and I'm like yeah i saw i saw Jimbo Floyd do it last week he he stuck that tee in the ground on the second hole of the, at Uji. They're like, oh, just the way that Gary Player put that tee and caressed it on the on the top of that tee box is unbelievable. And we're ready to go here. And you, you'll never see anything like this. And they keep saying that. They keep going, you'll never get this opportunity to see this again. I'm gonna see it next year. <laughs> I guess until you don't. <laughs> yeah. I just
1: um. I like the par three tournament. I don't, I, I agree. I don't really like what it's become as much, but I like the tradition of it. I think it's cool. I
0: wish, I, I wish, wish it meant, not, not meant more, but I wish that they kept the, they, they do keep results, but a lot of guys just don't even try to push the score because of that hex. Go beat the hex. Corey Con- right. Corey Connor should go play this on Wednesday, win the par three contest and win the tournament. Do you think
1: Jack's, grandson will make a hole-in-one tomorrow i really hope jack's
0: grandson's not on property again this week (laughs) people were like can you believe he got the hole-in-one like that was the greatest accomplishment of golf ever you know like that dude she said it's a funnel pin yeah it's a funnel pin that dude's never broke 85 you know and people are acting like he's a pro golfer because he had a hole-in-one they were did you have any friends that were like can you believe Jack's grandson can get a hole in one? That well, was a yeah.
1: top play on Sports Center. Ugh.
0: Number one play.
1: Mm. <laughs> you got anything else you don't like about
0: Augusta? Um, he can't run. I think that's kind of silly. <laughs> <laughs> like
1: on the grounds?
0: Yeah, like <laughs> they make this whole thing out to where first come, first serve. If you get to 18, you can put up your chair, but you can't run. If you uh, run, you get kicked out. I think that's silly. I, I mean,
1: I just pictured you trying to run somewhere on that golf course.
0: <laughs> no, I, I never try to set up. I've got my own. When I go there, I've got my own little deal. i gotta got it figured out.
1: You just don't like. You just think it's silly that they tell, tell people when they, they open they, the gates they, think they can't they're, run. They think
0: they're better than you because they they tell you you can't run across their their grass
1: yeah yeah
0: well there's, um there's probably a few more um you got
1: any good favorite holes out there or where do you when you're in there where do you go post up
0: when i went on a practice run i i posted up over on 16 i thought that was a lot of fun you is can that kinda, because people were skipping it people were skipping it it gets a little rowdy in the grandstand there as far as you're getting baked in the sun and people are just kind of letting loose towards the afternoon um oh that's another favorite
1: tradition concession prices
0: yes and I was gonna get to our favorite food maybe okay well let's
1: okay we'll we'll come back to it
0: yeah but 16 16 is cool I mean you're sitting there and the, there's a concession stand right next to it so you don't have to go far. Like a group comes through, hits a couple shots. You you walk over there, get a couple snacks. Yeah, there's a stand back there behind the tee. Yep, yep. And then you just come right back up, and everything's right there. That's the coolest spot, I think. There's a phone. You want to call? You want to go call your buddy? There's a phone stand right nearby. I,
1: I do like that Augusta has stuck to their guns on no cell. That's phones. fine with
0: me. That that that's one of my favorite traditions. I don't want to see people in there, Snapchatting and then doing this and that. Yeah. Mm- yeah. That's that's fine. Um I'm trying to think what else they do. I was I was a little surprised to hear from Tommy Aaron that they don't uninvite people. Yeah. I, I was really hoping that they would have.
1: Yeah, that, he he definitely made it seem like it wasn't as strict yeah. As strict as people think it is. Like, like
0: when he talked about the George Archer thing, complaining about uh prices and, and the purse. I was like, that guy's never playing again, you know. Yeah, and he's and they, like, no. If you if you qualify, you're in. I don't believe it. I mean, don't believe the guy that's been to yeah, he's 45 champion winners. He, he doesn't know. He won it. <laughs> I've been on property twice, but <laughs> I don't believe him. Yeah, he, he doesn't know what he's talking about. But it just kind of surprised me. I mean, you hear all these people talk about ways to get kicked out or all this stuff. And you just think, you know what? George Archer, if he complains about the purse, yeah, he's not going to be invited back. But that's not the case. That surprised me. What about your least favorite hole?
1: Five. Have you heard what they did to five this year? Lengthened it. It's four ninety five. Yeah, I
0: think five's the stupidest they hole. They
1: buried an elephant in that urine, and it's 4 dollars
0: I don't love four. Four is just long. Four is long, small
1: green. You know which one I don't like out of a lot of them? Hmm. 17. Yeah. You have these great holes. Ten. Yeah. I mean, 10's a good hole. Obviously, then you got 11, 12, 13,
0: 14. 14 and 17 are pretty similar.
1: Right, but 14 doesn't have any bunkers. in the fits. greens.
0: 14 fits for where it needs to be.
1: right. It's like a little little reprieve, but then you've got 15, 16, and then you're like 17. Like, it's a hard hole. But Have it's you just, always not
0: like 17, or did the tree falling down affect it? The tree, definitely. Yeah. But it's now, I mean, they just had a dry... Eisenhower like, tree, right? Right, it fell
1: in the ice storm. I don't know how many years Another ago. Another
0: thing I, I thought it was interesting. Did you did you hear Tommy Aaron? I don't, I don't know what's making me go back to this. He called it the butler cottage, not the cabin. Yeah, I caught that, but I don't... I didn't know. Oh, there's
1: another bad tradition. Oh. The butler cabin interview. Yeah. It's terrible. Terrible.
0: I think it's a bad tradition that they don't get to keep their green jacket. Although I will say it's
1: it's gotten gotten better because I went back when we were going to interview Tommy. And, you know, you can go on YouTube and watch... The final round of back to like 1968. And they used to have the second place person come in there too. Really? And they'd interview both of them. <laughs> I mean, it's bad enough that you got to bring in the winner in who's, you know, think of somebody like Sergio's made this huge putt. Everybody's so excited. Then you have to go in there and sit and do just this awkward interview with Jim Nance and, um, fred ridley or you know billy payne before that and just what,
0: what like, about who cares speaking of gymnasts what about announcers i'm a big Vern lundquist fan is Vern still there yeah okay yeah he's still On doing 16. 16 oh yeah i, I don't Vern. think he's ever leaving <laughs> i wouldn't in your life that's yeah is, is there anything better than that no and he, he, he cut a lot of slack with the uh yes sir comment you know yeah He he, apparently he
1: stole that from Ben Wright. Somebody said it on thirteen. It was Ben Wright. But Vern's like, I didn't know he said it. He didn't hear him. It was a subconscious
0: thing. Might have happened.
1: I love Vern. Mm. People used to give him hell for the SEC football on CBS, but yeah, I mean, he didn't know what was going on, but
0: it still liked it. They give him hell for that. Part of it. And then, so I've caught it both ways. People give him hell for the SEC football, and then. Syracuse joined the ECC a few years ago with basketball. Well, with both, all of it, but only relevant in basketball. So they, they wouldn't like him because of that. Um, they wouldn't like him, why? Just with calling basketball games. Oh, they, okay. Yeah, they got they got sick of him. I don't know. I've always thought he was great. Uncle Vern. I think he's great
1: for the 16th hole. Mm-hmm. And I hope somebody makes a hole-in-one on Sunday. Yes. it would be awesome. So, okay, so your favorite food? At Augusta? Yeah. And it can't be beer. <laughs> Beer's not
0: a food. It's a food group. <laughs> it's its own food group. Uh, I gotta say the egg salad is my favorite. The pimento cheese is fine. Combine the pimento cheese and the egg salad, it's great. But the egg salad, you can just eat all day.
1: You know, they talk about these great prices. They still get you on beer. They raised beer prices this year, I'm convinced. It's $4 for a light beer.
0: Yeah. I went there last year and I thought it was three and four. I thought it was three for the light and four for the premium or whatever.
1: I used to always get the, the Masters Club, $2.50.
0: Yeah. It's a good deal. Egg salad, at $1.50. Right? You can just eat breakfast, lunch, dinner, everything. The uh the peach ice cream sandwich is pretty strong too. Yes. How much is that? $2. $2. That's a deal. So I saw something earlier where somebody had the menu and they posted it to uh Mark Cavetia and they go you got $20 what are you buying and they they sent him this exact menu. And it was like four beers, one chicken salad sandwich and a bag of chips. <laughs> <laughs> I'd do it. Yeah. It was pretty funny though. That's a pretty
1: good deal for twenty bucks.
0: You, you wonder. I mean, you see all these people going through and trying to buy everything on the menu. It's pretty easily done. I mean, that if is, you're there all day, do you consider that a feat? If you're, if, let's see, you get in the gates at seven o'clock and you leave when the, when they close. You you, you opening it back up?
1: Yeah, I'm gonna pull it back up so I can make sure.
0: Would you consider that a feat? So let, let's go through it. So bottom left, you got breakfast. Let, let's see what we got for breakfast. Obviously,
1: you got coffee.
0: All right, chicken, I, don't, I don't drink coffee.
1: Chicken or sausage biscuit. A blueberry muffin and fruit.
0: Dominate all that. Okay, so I'm three, three for...
1: Egg salad.
0: <laughs> there we go. Pimento cheese. Yeah. Barbecue. six of those. Yep.
1: Master's Club. Mm-hmm. Chicken sandwich. Yep. Chicken wrap. Yep.
0: Ham and cheese on rye. Got to do it. Turkey and cheese on wheat. Uh, I mean, th- this is getting desperate. We're we're running out of options, but candy. Yeah, so you got M Ms or peanut M Ms, probably.
1: Well, you got candy. Yeah, so candy, chips, peanuts, crackers. Ooh, this may be tough. A banana. Could you force one down? Mid morning snack. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Cookies. Would you go all three? White chocolate, pecan, oatmeal, and chocolate chip.
0: I don't see any issues with those.
1: Yeah, The ice cream sandwich you already said, and then, I don't know if this is new, Georgia Pecan Caramel Popcorn. That's new. Gotta be. So, the only one we really kind of have issues with is a banana.
0: Yeah. That's only a dollar. Or craft beer is kind of concerning.
1: Um... Yeah, five dollars. Yeah.
0: I'm not a big craft beer fan. You could buy it, give it to Cooper Embry. I'm a I'm a light beer connoisseur. But I could I mean that I could eat the entire menu by mid morning. (laughs) 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 Is that
1: bad? I just like when I'm with her at the breakfast, you're like, Yeah, I'll crush all that.
0: That's, now, a, that's a good breakfast a Biscuit, a muffin, uh, and fruit Outside of the coffee I mean They've got enough of these stations around Where you can get food In a lot of different areas I thought you may like Have an issue with a ham and cheese on rye No, like the, I actually get like Tuna fish on rye a lot Oh, Yeah, rye's fine Marble that's, rye you
1: know, That's just being a Yankee Yeah,
0: it's a big Big northern thing Yeah we do not But what like about rye. Pimento cheese? I make a good Pimento cheese actually Go up to
1: Green's Grocery he oh, has mine's better than theirs. He has
0: master's Pimento Cheese. Mine's better than theirs. All right, Ed. Ask my mom. We're gonna have a Pimento Cheese off. I'm, I might make it this weekend for the MI.
1: All right, switching gears back yeah. to uh, away from the food. <laughs> so we've gotten into all the
0: traditions, got, all this, all this nonsense.
1: We got less than ten minutes left. Let's talk about your picks. Are you sticking with Rory? After all this time, I can't back off. No, not even to Tiger. I mean, how many picks am I getting? Well, I'll give you two because well, no, that's not enough. Because you,
0: I already know you already know two of your picks, so I feel like I yeah. need to give you three. I Justin Rose, I think is. uh I oh, don't. I know you, you. You mentioned this earlier, and when you said it at dinner, I was like, God that. That's what I was gonna go with, but you look at all the stats and people that do well at augusta, his ball striking is second to none right now, and he's kind of been in the mix in augusta before he's uh he finished runner up the year Sergio one yeah, he's been in the mix all year he's kind of played a lighter schedule i think um he
1: always he always kind of does,
0: yeah, but I feel like it's more intentional right now, gearing up to the masters and He's just somebody I'd keep an eye on. I don't think Molinari is there. Um, you just don't think the course or what? I think the course is too big for him. I think last year was a fluke year, to be honest. I don't think he's a. You do remember he won not that long ago, right? Yeah. In Bay Hill. But I just think he's. I mean, I I, I haven't bought the stock yet. I
1: hear you. Um, my number one pick is Justin Rose. My number two pick is Molinari. And number three, um, I don't know. I mean, I kind of like. I think Tiger is going to play well. Yeah. I, I don't know that he's going to win, but I feel like. He's really going to be – I feel like he may be in contention.
0: But does really he have one he of those weeks where he's on the outside looking in and he makes a run through like eight and gets up to like fourth and you get, you get your hopes up? And
1: Well, the thing is with the Augustas, it's, they manufacture some drama because you know somebody on Sunday is going to make a run and get through like 15 and be – you know, right up there with those guys who are through nine. Well, well I,
0: you know, it just... I heard Speech say the other day, he was like, you know, you don't think about shooting 63 at Augusta much, but Sunday's the day you do it. And he did he, last he, year. He was saying that if you have control of your golf ball, that's the easiest day to do it. Yep. And I, I agree. I mean, they've, they've got a bunch of pins that are accessible for it. That's what I was... Another thing I was wondering. This is gonna be a little off topic, but the pins—they keep talking how they know the breaks, they know where they're at every year. And you've played enough tournament golf. Are those pins in the exact same spot? Or are they going to be a foot or two in either direction?
1: I think they're as close as they can get them. I mean, they may be six inches. Off. I'm
0: just—I I don't know why I started thinking about this yesterday. I was on a dr- long drive home, and I'm just like. Like when you play the USAM, you play two different courses, right? Mm-hmm. But they move the hole like a foot.
1: I don't, I don't know that they move it.
0: They do. They cut a new cup.
1: But wouldn't you see the other? You dog? do. Oh, okay.
0: Yeah. Well, then they move it, it. It's like a foot or two left. And I wonder if that's the way it is every year. I mean, they're the same area, but are they stepped the exact same every year?
1: I think as close as they can.
0: It's just interesting to me to. To wonder because you, you get so many people talking about their memories at Augusta, and I knew that putt broke this way. I knew this putt did that.
1: I think when they say that they have a it's general a general idea. idea. Yeah. yeah, that putt on eighteen that everybody makes from right. twenty feet right. I mean, so many people have that it breaks
0: a ball. Do left. you like do you like that tradition of having the same pins every year? Yeah, I think it's great. You know, yeah, yeah.
1: I mean, it doesn't help first timers and younger guys but
0: you'd think it would help them because they've seen it so much growing up. Right but they hadn't putted it. Right. But you you sit there and you've got the memories of seeing it over and over. Oh yeah. With first timers I mean you didn't really uh, buy my Victor Hovland call earlier. Are you completely out on that? Or do you think he can kind of stick around? I think he
1: can make the cut. That's Uh, about it? Yeah I mean I pulled up the amateurs here. There's six of them this year. You got Devin Bling, who Victor Hovland beat in the finals. You've got Takumi Kanaya from Japan. I'm not maybe he won the Asia Pacific Amateur. Kevin O'Connell won the Mid Am. We didn't even talk about this. Jovan Rabula War Eagle, on the current member of the Auburn golf team, won the uh, British Am last and summer.
0: Nephew of Ernie Els. Nephew of
1: Ernie Els. Is Ernie in any, the
0: field? No. You think he's there? Mm, I don't know. There used to be a tradition where if you won a major, including the U.S. Amateur, you could go and play practice rounds in the Par 3 contest. So they've
1: got something where if you were a U.S. champion, a few of them get invited to the Par 3 contest. Yeah.
0: Well, but it used to be a thing with any major. So you'd show, oh. up. You'd, you'd, you'd show up and see... All those guys, like Buddy Alexander. Well, he won the USAM, but other guys that had won, um, like Corey Pavin, would be hanging around playing practice round. Yeah. The US Open.
1: I mean, as far as amateurs go, I would probably think Victor Hovland wins Low AM. Yeah. I would think that's probably a, a pretty good bet. Um. I think will make the cut. I don't know that he'll contend, but. I think he could definitely make the cut finish top twenty five mm-hmm. I don't think that I think that's very realistic, but again in a field of eighty seven guys and they cut to well,
0: they a low fifty yeah,
1: I mean they only cut thirty seven guys forty
0: four in ties
1: i think it is okay, so they cut it in half yeah so I don't know
0: I'm looking forward to it and what about, we haven't done any DraftKings picks in a couple weeks. I don't know if, are we still trying to do that at all, or is DraftKings gone? No, DraftKings I've, is still going, but. I've been catching slack from some friends of mine that I got into your DraftKings. Well, what happened is that it
1: didn't fill for a couple of weeks, so then it shut down. So then I had to restart it, and now it's up again. And okay. A, a few people reached out, and I sent them an invite. So,
0: so we're you're, hope, you're hoping it's back? Yeah, we're back it filled
1: Yeah, we're back.
0: Hmm. I wish I could play a man. Well, one of these days.
1: So your number one picks. Rory, my number one pick is Rose.
0: Rory versus Rose.
1: And uh that's about all I got
0: on the Masters. Yeah. I mean, we we can go on and on and it would be fun to do some more stuff with it, but it's our first major of the year. We're gonna have a bunch of good storylines. Clearly, Charlie Hoffman's gonna be first round leader. First round leader. Um, you're gonna have some a bunch of teary eyed sports analysts on Thursday morning, and a bunch of your friends coming out of the woodwork to be Twitter warriors for the Masters, watching live from all week. So enjoy it.